Bibles this morning to 1 Peter, if you would. 1 Peter, and we're going to look at chapter 1. And we're doing a series called, Who Are You? Who are you? And we're talking about identification. And the premise of this message is this, is that if your identity is based on anything you can lose, it's based on the wrong thing. And it really makes us vulnerable when we put our identity in our looks, in our position, or in our possessions. You know, if you think you're looking pretty good right now, I suggest to you, take a picture. Because things are going to change. Is that right? Things are going to change. Some of you may get furniture disease where your chest falls into your drawers. And if you're young and you have a tattoo with a smiley face, you take a good picture because sooner or later it's going to frown. Because the law of gravity doth take place, right? And so our identity and all of our springs, if you will, must be in Christ Jesus. In 1 Peter chapter 1, notice with me in verses 1 through 18. It says, you know that in time past you were living in a worthless way, a way passed down from the people who lived before you, but you were saved from that useless life. You were bought not with something that ruins like gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Christ, who was like a pure and a perfect lamb. So no amount of money could buy your release from the prison of spiritual death. No amount, could, no amount of money could purchase your freedom from sickness and disease. But only the blood of Jesus was the legal payment for your freedom. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this morning, the prison doors are open. It's time to step outside of the bondages of the enemy and step into your redemption. Know that the Word of God says that you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus was made a curse for you so that you might be blessed. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord shout, I've been redeemed. Hallelujah, I'm not about to be redeemed. I have been redeemed. Hallelujah, thank God for the blood of Jesus. How many of you know that the gospel is the good news? In Romans 1.16, Paul addressed the church at Rome and he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. This gospel that I preach, this gospel that you hold in your hands, it is the power of God unto salvation. The word salvation there is an all-inclusive word. It means preservation. It means healing. It means safety. It means soundness. I'm here to tell you that this gospel message that I'm preaching this morning is not just a heaven message. It is not just a sweet and the by and by message. It is a here and now message that if you will believe it and you will receive it, it will change your life forever. The Bible says in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. 
I want to talk to you briefly about three words this morning. I want to talk to you about the word proclamation, demonstration, and an explanation. Now, the four Gospels, who can tell me what the four Gospels are? Come on. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The four Gospels were a proclamation of the Gospel. And then the book of Acts is a demonstration of the Gospel. And this Gospel is still being demonstrated today. But as you look at the Pauline epistles, you will see that the Pauline epistles are an explanation of the gospel. And I'm thankful that we have the gospel in all three areas. The proclamation, the demonstration, and the explanation. Now let's look at it this way. The four gospels are kind of like a photograph of our redemption. But the Pauline epistles are an x-ray. How many of you know that in an x-ray you can see see things that you can't see in a photograph? In a photograph you see the external. But in an x-ray you see the internal. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so Paul in his epistles writes about who we are in Christ. What we have in Christ. And where we are in Christ. We want to get these eternal truths on the inside of us. For when these eternal truths become internalized in your life, believed and spoken out of a heart of faith, it will move mountains. It will move cancers. It will move debt. It will move the very demons of hell out of your way. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, get the word in you. And so the gospel then is not what you're trying to get God to do for you. But it is what God has already done for you. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 this morning. Ready? Let's read together. Go ahead. Another translation says, dead and gone. Aren't you glad your past is dead and your past is gone? Wade's translation says this. The original conditions have passed away and they have been replaced by new conditions. Listen to this statement. A true Christian is not merely a man altered But a true Christian is a man or a woman remade. And the very reason a man in Christ is something that has never existed before is because Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection did something that had never been done before. Hallelujah. Muhammad couldn't do it. Buddha Couldn't do it. Crystals can't do it. Psychotherapy and psychology cannot do it. But thank God the champion, the creator of the universe, did it for you. And he did it for me. Hallelujah. 
And old things are passed away. And so what I need daily, when I need on a regular basis, is I need a revelation of how he sees me. I pray that you would have insight, sight on the inside of you, of how your heavenly Father sees you. He sees you in Christ. He sees you as the apple of his eye. He sees you as a born-again man or woman of God, as his very masterpiece. He sees you as his heir. And he sees you as Jesus' joint heir. He doesn't see us with eyes of the flesh, but he sees us through eyes of love. He sees us through eyes of our Redeemer. We've been redeemed. We have been redeemed. And our Father says to us today, I love you with an everlasting love. There is no good thing that I'll withhold from you. You are mine and I am yours. So rejoice and be glad that the Father loves you, even as he loves Jesus. Woo, glory to God. Say it with me. My Father, he loves me. As much as he loves Jesus. Because he sees you in Christ. I'm glad that my heavenly father and your heavenly father does not see us as highly evolved, insignificant animals. This is not evolution. We didn't come from the goo. We didn't go to the zoo. From the goo to the zoo to you. Give me a break. We did not evolve. We were remade. Hallelujah. I was at the Oakland Zoo the other day with with Grammy and Olivia. And I'm telling you, some of those guys have been there a long time. And they didn't look so good. I do not want to be identified with a baboon. I don't want to, even though sometimes I act like a baboon. I don't want to be identified with a zebra. I'm identified, and you are identified in Him, in Him, in Christ. You're complete in Him. He's the head of all principality and power. Come on, somebody. Let's shout the victory. (coughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want us to meditate on this scripture this morning. Look at Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians, the second chapter and the 20th verse. And I want to keep it up there for a few moments this morning, if we might. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ lives in me. God says, i got to get you out of the way and put Christ in you. (laughs) And the life now which I live in the flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and what? Gave himself for me. 
The Cressman's translation says, I died with Christ on the cross. I do not live now, but Christ lives in me. How can that be? I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. Uh, I was raised with Christ. How can that be? How many of you have ever heard the old gospel hymn, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when he rose up from the grave? And the next part of the song goes, Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. And if you hear a song like that and you hear truths like this, if you're not tuned in to the FM and you're tuned into the AM, Adam's mode, but if you turn into the FM, the Father's mode, you won't have to ask the question, of course I wasn't there. How could that be? What the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, is saying that you and I were there in his death and his burial and in his resurrection and in his triumph and his seating of Jesus Christ. Listen to this statement. More happened on the cross and in the resurrection than can be seen with the natural eye. Jesus took you with him. In his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that is the x-ray picture. That's what God saw. That's what God saw. And when I see, and you see what God saw, it will cause you to tremble sometimes. Not a tremble out of being afraid of the Father, but a trembling of being so thankful and humiliated that he would love us so much. The fear of the Lord walking before him in the Spirit. Thank God you were there. One translation says, I was crucified with Christ. Another says, I have been crucified with Christ. And the message says, I identified completely with him i identified myself completely with him i believe what the apostle paul is trying to say is this i am no longer i conscious as long as you're i conscious as long as you live in a me first mindset life will be difficult life will be from defeat to defeat but if you will live in this consciousness, it's no longer I that liveth. I'm no longer I conscious, but I am now am Christ conscious. Pray that with me. I am Christ conscious. And so my identity and your identity comes totally from Jesus Christ. You know what I refuse to do? I refuse to let my past... Or my feelings or people tell me who I am. I have determined that it's in Christ and that in Him I will see myself. I've written in my notes and I love this. My life no longer centers around who I was but who I is. Brenda grew up with the Osbournes down in Pawnee County in Oklahoma. 
And T.L. Osborne was an evangelist that went to Africa and he went all over the world. He's been with the Lord for a number of years now. But his ministry would be tantamount to Reinhard Bonnke. He would go over and he would preach the simple gospel that Jesus saves, that Jesus heals, that Jesus fills, and Jesus restores. And when he would give the altar call, friends, the blind would see, the lame would walk, the lives of people that were broken would be restored. And it was the simplicity of the gospel that he would preach. A number of years ago, Brenda and I had the privilege of going down to Lakewood Church, where Joel Osteen pastors now. At the time, it was John Osteen, who was the founder of that church. And Teal Osborne was the preacher, one of the preachers that was to speak. Teal Osborne, I would say, was the prince of pulpiteers. He was so exact and so concise and so anointed in the things that he would say and how he would say them. He is the one who said, When Christ came into my life, little I moved out and big Christ moved in. Little I moved out and big Christ moved in. Come on. Weak I moved out and strong Christ moved in. Defeated I moved out and the victorious one moved in. Depressed I moved out and the joy of the Lord moved in. Sick I moved out and Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth me, he moved in. You see, poor I moved out and the blessed and rich Christ moved in. Worried I moved out. And the Prince of Peace moved into your life. No, it's no longer I that liveth. But it's the big Christ. It's the strong Christ. It's the healthy Christ. It's the peaceful Christ. It's the joyful Christ. It's now Him that lives in me. Woo, glory. Put your hands right here and say, Christ in me. The hope of glory. Now I went to some college education and I'm told that in the world of psychology they say that there are three factors that have determined what kind of person that you are. They call it genetic determinism, psychic determinism, and environmental determinism. Determinant means it determines the limits of your life. It determines the, how far you can go in life. It sets the limits and sets the boundaries on your life. How many of you know that Jesus removed the limits? Jesus removed the boundaries. And he said, I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that's at working in you. Woo, glory to God. But now, genetic determinism. They say that, you know, you are what you are because of your genes. You are what you are because of your parents or what runs in your family. How many of you have heard the statement, well, I was just born that way. I was, you know, I am what I am simply because I was born that way. But you can be born again. I said, you can be born again. I said, you can be born again. And that removes the way that you were born when you're whoo, born again. Born from above. 
You see, you've been regened. You've been regenerated. You've been refathered. It's the Father and His family. Glory to God. And cancer don't run in His family. Arthritis doesn't run in His family. I tell you what runs in his family. Joy runs in his family. Righteousness runs in his family. Depression doesn't run in this family. Well, I'm looking into my family tree. Well, that might be all right. But let's be honest about it. All a lot of people's families produced was of just a bunch of nuts. But thank God. Holiness runs in the family of God. Hallelujah. So you can't blame your parents. It's no excuse any longer. You've been refathered. And even as a Christian, you've got to watch out for the spirit of this world. Because the spirit of this world will deceive you and try to tell you, well, you were just born that way. Yeah, but once you're born again... The salvation on the inside of you, what happened internally, can show up externally by the renewing of your mind. And you can be changed from the end. Come on. You can be changed from the inside to the outside. We used to sing a song in this church years ago. I got someone on the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I got the Holy Ghost on the inside. He's a working on the outside. Oh, what a change. <laughs> oh, what a change. Woo! He's turned you into another man. He's turned you into another woman. You're from another place. Your citizenship is in heaven. Woo, glory. Thank you, Lord. I've been regened. Got the Word of God on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I got the Holy Ghost on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Yeah. Just remember this. God's not finished with you yet. He who has begun a good work in you, He will perform it, He will complete it, He will finish it if you'll let Him. If you'll just let go of the past and talk now about what runs in the family of God, you will be a changed person. And then there's psychic determinism. What this simply means is that your identity... And your behavior and your potential are produced by your thinking and events that may have occurred in your past. You do know that what happened in your past can affect your daily thinking. But now as you renew your mind, 
you now no longer have an unsound mind, you have a sound mind. As you renew your mind, you no longer have the mind of the world, but now you have, come on, the mind of Christ. But Pastor Mark, something happened in my past, and I don't minimize the hurts and the struggles and the pains that people have experienced from their past. They say, I am the way I am because of the past. What I want to say to you this morning is this. What happened in Christ is greater than what happened to you. And what happened in Christ has power to remove the pain. What happened in Christ is your substitute has power to heal your body. Listen, friend, it has power for you to let the past go once and for all and keep looking to Jesus and pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. My past is dead and gone. It's history. What God did in Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection is greater than anything that has held me back in the past. Come on, somebody shout amen. Oh, glory to God. You heard about the uh, guy that went to see the psychologist. You know, thank God for clinical psychologists and thank God for medical science. You know, and if you're needing counseling, it's good to get counseling. But listen, friend, don't go to some ungodly person and try to get godly counseling. It doesn't work. If you need counseling, go get some counseling from the right people. Who are the right people? The right people who are people of the word. People who can give you the answer found in God's word. But anyway, this one guy. Went to a psychologist. He was really bummed out and having all sorts of problems. And the psychologist said, well, what, what's going on? What's your problem? He said, well, I think I'm a dog. <laughs> the psychologist asked him, well, how long has this been going on? He said, well, since I'm a puppy. <laughs> he said, well, come on. Get over here on the couch. Let's talk about it. I'm not allowed, he said. That stuff will make you stupid. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor, oh, I need healing in memories. I he- need healing in memories. What you really need is you need a revelation of what Jesus has done for you and what he can do in you and what you have and who you are now in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. The only person that's going to take me back in time is the Holy Spirit. And I find this, that Jesus is the healer presently, but he's also the healer of the past hurts, and he's also taking care of what we might face in the future. Somebody says, give me a verse. Okay, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today. (laughs) Come on, let's say it. Jesus Christ, the same. One more time. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today. I heard Dr. Cho say this many, many, many years ago. He said, Jesus Christ can go into your past and fix everything up and just heal everything right up. Remember this, that God's work in and through Christ is greater than anything that has to do with your past. And I think we ought to just raise our hand and thank him for it. And then 
There's environmental determinism. Now this means that you are what you are because of your surroundings and the influences that you've experienced. Those are the things that limit your future. I've got to say this. The greater one that is in you will enable you to overcome your past surroundings and those past influences around you. He will remove every limitation limitation concerning your future. You see, people where they grow up, they are examples of their environment they grew up in. You know, whether it be uh, in the inner city or whether it be in the suburbs, a lot of times they are just a picture of where they grew up. Right? That picture, if it doesn't align itself with the Word of God, that picture needs to be removed. And the only way the picture can be changed is by a change on the inside. Listen, what we are facing in America is very challenging. Would you not agree? Would you not agree that we need an awakening in America? Would you not agree that the answer for America is not in the Republicans? Is not in the Democrats. The answer for the USA is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The answer is Jesus. It's difficult to legislate morality. It's difficult to have everybody on the same page when people are in different families. So our cause as people of God is yes to pray, yes to believe, yes to get involved in government, yes do what we must do. But most of all, our challenge is to get people out of darkness and bring them to Jesus. No, we're not mad at the world. No, we're not mad at the government. God so loved the world that what did He do? He gave. You see, as ambassadors of Christ, we're not ambassadors of condemnation. We are not ambassadors of pointing our bony finger at people that are just doing what their father does, the devil. The God of this world blinds the minds of those which believe not. I say from this pulpit today, and we say from this place today, let there be light. Everyone say it with me. Let there be light. A little stronger now. Let there be light. Let there be a manifestation of truth. Let there be an awakening. And so people from their environment just do what they've always seen. They say what they've always heard. And the answer is to break that cycle through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Say it with me. My future and my potential has been radically altered as a result of receiving Jesus. So all these determinisms, psychological, environmental, and genetic, all those determinisms are trumped by in Christ determinism. Listen, folks, because you're in Christ, 
you can go anywhere from here. There are no limits to your life. No matter where you grew up or how you grew up, if you will cultivate this life of God that's on the inside of you, you can be and you can do and you can have everything that God wants you to be, everything that God wants you to do, and everything that God wants you to have. There's nothing that you cannot do in and through Jesus Christ. Say this with me. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will give me wisdom. And I receive the wisdom of God. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. And I will say what you want me to say. You see, your heavenly father is a master at changing identities. Listen to this statement. Your divine destiny is determined by your divine identity. Your divine destiny is determined by your divine identity. And so don't allow the enemy to put you in a category and try to stick you and get you stuck in some sort of worldly identity. He'll come along. I'll tell you what. If he challenged Jesus' identity, he will challenge your identity double. He came to Jesus one day. And he said, if you be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. You know what Jesus did? Jesus simply pulled out the sword of the spirit. He didn't try to show him his camel's license or try to convince him through a miracle that he was the son of God. No, Jesus knew what is written and he pulled out the sword and he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the enemy will come to challenge your identity. He'll come with a cloud of condemnation. Oh, you think you're a Christian? Don't you remember what you did last week? See, the devil is a historian. That's why we must know his story in the B-I-B-L-E. Because your past, even if it was 10 minutes ago, is under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have confessed it, your past is dead. Your past is history. And so what you must do then, when he challenges your identity, trying to tell you, well, you're just an old sinner. You say, Mr. Devil, I was an old sinner. I got saved by grace. But right now, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He will challenge you regularly. He will challenge you daily. Oh, if you really were blessed, you going down to that Hot Bay Christian Center, they talk about how blessed you can be and how well off you can be. If you were really blessed, you wouldn't be laid on that PG and E bill, would you? <laughs> See, <laughs> maybe I hit a chord there. I don't know. But see, he comes to the realm of reasoning. Oh, yeah, I mean, okay. if, if you were really blessed, if you were really blessed, you'd own your own home by now. 
If you were really blessed, you would have gotten that raise by now. How many of you know that your raise is not the question? The question is that God is your source. But here, listen, he's going to challenge that. He's going to challenge your healing. He's going to challenge your prosperity. And that's why you must know what is written. And you must be able to say what is written. Not just saying what Pastor Mark knows. Not just saying what Tony knows. But spending the time in this word. Get it on the inside of you internally. Meditate in it day and night. And then speak it out. And it will serve as a sword in the realm of the spirit. And it will put the devil on the run every time. Oh, glory. Say it with me. I'm doing what Jesus did. I'm going to say what God's Word says about me. Now, in a few moments, we're going to have communion. I've been inspired today by preaching the Word. You've been inspired by hearing the preached Word. But also, you're being informed at the same time. You're being informed. You're being instructed on what you can do. What you must do. If you are going to remain in this zone of identification in Christ Jesus. Now listen, friends. There was a time that you and I walked according to the course of this world. Did we not? We were on the wrong path, going the wrong way. But you know, God saw us in our wrongdoing. God saw you and he saw me. I'm going to talk a little bit about my testimony tonight. Listen, what God has done in you and what he's done in me and what he's done for us, it's a miracle. miracle. You know what it is? You can just sum it up in one word, mercy. Mercy. Isn't that right, Paul? Mercy. We are heading down the wrong road, but God in his mercy, he saw us. We're with his great love, wherewith he loved us. And the scripture says that when we called on the name of Jesus, that he quickened us. Now, what does that word quickened mean? That word quickened means that he made us alive. You were dead, but now you're alive. But you're not just alive in him and through him. He quickens you. By grace you were saved. Now listen to this. And he also raised you up together with him. And he made you to sit together with Christ. Listen, he gave you joint seating with the king of the universe. Say it with me, I'm seated. I'm, seated. I'm quickened. I'm quickened. Together, with him. together with him. In Christ Jesus. This is who you are. This is where you are. This is what you can do. And in closing, let me read to you something from Mark Hankins' book on who you are in Christ. He says in a certain chapter in his book, before we receive communion, he said, you and I, I like this, we have had in Christ surgery. He said, I heard the story of a California fireman whose hand was burnt so badly that the doctors thought they would have to amputate. But they decided to try another procedure because of the human's body regenerative powers. 
He said they operated on the fireman, inserted his buried hand in his body, and left it in there. And when they removed the hand after a number of days, the skin had began to grow back. And Mark says in his book, and here's what God is saying. Man's condition is so bad, I'll have to do a surgical procedure. (laughs) And on the cross, an incision was made. And God put me and you in Christ. You and I were on our way to death, destruction. And God said, there's nothing we can do. We'll have to cut ourselves open and we'll have to put man on the inside of us. Listen to this. Paul called this a mystery. Paul calls this redemption. You are joined with him. You are identified with him. And it's in him we live and move and have our being. And so the surgery that God performed in this death, burial, and resurrection, it was such a huge project that he had to plan it for thousands of years. Your redemption was such a big project. You know why? Because you're worth it. That he had to talk to people for thousands of years just to get someone to believe him. You see, because of man's condition, this in Christ surgical procedure was the only way that we could be saved. Aren't you glad that he became your substitute? Crystals couldn't do it. As I said earlier, Muhammad couldn't do it. And Buddha couldn't do it. All the religions of the world try to agree on this. Well, Jesus was a good man, and he had some good lessons for us to learn. But you know, he's not the only way to God. There's other ways to God. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. See, if Satan can deceive you with that, he can defeat you with that. Jesus came to this life to give more than a good lesson. And he did give some good teachings. But he came to change you and I from the inside out and to put us in him. So he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Amen? Well, did you get anything out of this today? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are alive and that we are alive in you. In Jesus' name.